Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 787, air date October 2nd, 2020. And uh, heard the news about uh, our great friend, President Trump, and the fact that he and his wife uh, have been tested positive for COVID-19. Now, tonight, we are extremely honored to have back at Camelot Castle a person who is by far and away Camelot Castle TV's most popular guest. And uh, of course, I'm speaking of another, none other than the great Dr. Shiva, who is the candidate for the Senate race in Massachusetts. And we are very, very proud to have him here. And I'm going to bring him on camera now. Dr. Shiva. Um, Hi, John. How are you? Great to be here. To, to Camelot Castle. So much has happened. Um, where should we start to unpack what is going on? I mean, uh, you were one of the first people to actually write to the President of the United States, and I think you just retweeted it out, um, an actual solution for COVID. Um, could you, could you, let's start with that. Sure. Well, first of all, it's great to be here on Camelot Castle, John. Thanks for, and hope you, you and Irina are doing well in your audience. Um, so I, I think what you were just sharing was that you um, that uh, I, I th last actually this morning when I got up around three or four, I saw that the uh, the president had announced that he and his wife were both um, uh, documented with having COVID, and then I think it came initially from Hope Hicks, who was his uh, press secretary. So in March uh, of 23rd, March 23rd of uh, this year, I sent a letter to the president, which basically said there was no reason to do a shutdown, that we could actually help everyone by doing what I call a personalized medicine approach. And that tweet and everything went viral all over the internet. But the in that letter, which was around, I think a three or four page letter, which I know reached the White House, then I got a call back from the uh, deputy director of policy, and we had a long discussion about Fauci um, and essentially the errors that he was doing. But the guts of that letter were basically very, very practical advice, John, which basically said, look, we should divide the population so not everyone is being locked down and not everyone is being treated the same way in the sense of, you know, the one size fits all medicine. The idea was that you take the people, one group of the people who are diagnosed with COVID right now as a president, the second group are, are those people who, um, let's say, um, were in critical condition, right? They were about to go on ventilators, et cetera. Um, the third group of people were people who had pre-existing conditions, diabetes or some immunosuppression. And then the fourth group of people were all of us. You know, everyday people were reasonably healthy. And what that letter, uh, uh, the protocol I laid out was for each one of those people, there were very different protocols given but it was all vitamin based. And the uh, four or five things that I proposed was using vitamin D, D3 and specifically, uh, vitamin A, vitamin A palmitate to be specific, vitamin C, uh, zinc, and also iodine, uh, potassium iodide. And, and uh, what it laid out in that letter was with Fauci's model of shutting down everything was inappropriate. But for people with COVID-19 who were diagnosed, A, okay, let's quarantine those people but give them uh, a high dose of vitamin A and vitamin D3 uh, to start with. 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3 
uh, over two days, okay? Um, and then you don't have to give it to them until the next 30 day period, but a 50,000 dose one in day one, 50,000 dose in day two, and, and 400,000 IUs of vitamin A. And it's laid out in the letter, John. Uh, by the way, the dosages that I'm recommending have been tested over many, many years. There's about 80,000 papers written on this. So this is not some sort of fringe uh, approach. Um, and in fact, John, about a week ago, I did a live with a gentleman that called me who runs a small business in Massachusetts. He said, Shiva, I was about to go on ventilators. They said, you know, I was in critical condition. And um, what he did was he took the 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3. And literally in 24 hours, John, he had a, he, he said, I, I turned the corner and I was heading into dangerous condition. So what I'm saying is, is actual medicine. It is meaning medicine that if people want to do it, they should consult with their doctor. And this guy consulted with his doctor and he said, my doctor said, what you have here is better than what we could do for you. Um, but that was for people with COVID. And it, I also recommended vitamin C as well as iodine and iodide for adults six drops of there's a brand called Lugol's. I don't make any money off of them, but it has iodine and iodide in it. And the reason that's important is for thyroid function. So why is this important? Well, vitamin D3 is an, is an antimicrobial. It's not, by the way, just a vitamin. It's a hormone. And ideally, you know, in the summertime, um, you're getting it from the sun and your body builds up that vitamin D3 in your liver. This is why a lot of the homeless people didn't get COVID-19 or they didn't really have any issues with it because they're out in the, they're out in the sun all the time. If you are a person of, you know, darker skin like me or African-American, you actually need 15 times more sun, five to 15 times more. Okay. It's not just a little bit. And because, you know, from, from a genetic standpoint, people are darker skin. It was to protect the sun. So we need more sun, but that sun's rays, the UVB radiation, when it hits, our skin, the body produces vitamin D3. And through a series of chain reactions within our body, our body's an amazing pharmaceutical machine, it actually produces another chemical called cathelicidin antimicrobial proteins, C-A-M-P-S. And so those cathelicidins, John, are almost like bullets. They literally break up the cell wall of a bacteria, of a virus, of a fungi, or a parasite. That's, these are pretty amazing antimicrobials, and these go back all the way to early, early periods of evolution. In fact, they're one of the most evolutionary conserved uh, proteins. So the vitamin D3, which we get from the sun, produces that. It's an antimicrobial. However, if you're not getting enough of that, you have to take the D3 supplementation. And most people are deficient in vitamin D3. After I put that out, John, in March, now, I think a week ago, this very foolish person, Fauci, who should have been fired a long time ago, then he's saying, oh, yeah, maybe we should take D3 supplementation. The well, second just this week about it, about vitamin Well, D3. too little, too late, you know? these big, Too little, too late. And, um, you know, these people do not support vitamins because they really want to enhance people's health because their credibility is being stained, and they'll just do enough of it so they can maintain credibility. The second vitamin that's in there is vitamin A. Vitamin A palmitate, it's a much more usable form of vitamin A. And again, with people with, who have COVID or who are in critical condition, I recommend it a very high, you know, like a blast dose, okay? 400,000 IU. And by the way, this has been used for many, many years uh, for people with measles. You can even give it to kids. It's, it's a documented treatment. It's not something I'm making up. 
So that, why is vitamin A important? Because it literally prote protects the structure of the cell membrane and their integrity. In, as you age, John, your, your, your thyroid function goes down. In the natural case, if you're eating a lot of, you know, the very deep, dark, leafy green vegetables or like the dark uh, purple vegetables, your body can converts those carotenoids into vitamin A. But if, you're, if your thyroid's not working right, that's why you need the iodine and the iodide. Okay, I mean, there's other things you could take, but that's a very important nutrient. And a lot of us are deficient in iodine and iodide. Our forefathers, even, you know, a couple of generations ago, we had a lot more of those, that nutrient in our soil. And we don't get, get much of that, specifically with all the scare that took place with salt. Salt will kill you. So when people said, stop taking salt, a lot of the salt was iodized salt. So people weren't getting any iodine. Okay, so the iodine is important. And then obviously vitamin C is important because it's like shock absorbers, like I, I like to say, for your body. Meaning if you have a deficient immune system and a compromised immune system, your body will overreact. It's like, you know, you hit a bump and you have bad shock absorbers, your body can hurt you and others in the car. Well, what vitamin C does is it modulates the immune system and it modulates what's called a cytokine storm. So the reality, as I've shared before, is it's not the virus or the bacteria that attacks you and hurts you. It's your own body overreacting to the bacteria and attacking the different tissues, specifically based on where those pathogens go land. So that's the important principle here. Again, none of this is talked out on mainstream media. None of this is talked by Fauci. All of it is wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine. So that's why, uh, you know, vitamin C is important. Those people with the second group that I wrote in the letter to the president were in critical condition, about to go on those ventilators. You know, if I were any one of those person's son, you know, or daughter, I would say, look, you've got to give them at least, at least 50 grams to 100 grams of vitamin C IV drip titrated over a 24 hour period. Now, why is that good? Again, proven in many, many ICU situations where you can get people out of the ICU because vitamin C is an extraordinary nutrient for modulating the immune system. It's shock absorbers, it's an antioxidant. And that's, so there was a story of a doctor, John, uh, after I put out all this out there, an emergency room doctor, about a young 40 year old doctor probably was destroying his body, running around in the emergency room. He ended up getting COVID, then, they, you know, and then they put him on the, on the ventilator and they said he's got two days left to die. Now, in that case, the doctors, because they care for one of their fellow doctors, they said, okay, let's put him on high dose vitamin C. And that's what they did. And within 24 hours, he was fine, night and day. And I think they gave him one immunosuppressive drug, but that was minimal, but they gave him the high dose vitamin C which is pharmaceutical grade vitamin C. By the way, if you can't get it IV, it's been shown that even the powdered form in high dosage is just as good. You'll get diarrhea, worst case, but the high dose vitamin C. And then finally, zinc. Zinc is important because zinc stops the virus replication process, as I've talked about. Uh, when a virus comes into your body, first it tries to get in, violate your integrity of your cell membrane. In the case of COVID, it tries to put its spike protein into the into the lock and key of the ACE2 receptor, and then it tries to get in. And then when it gets in, it then tries to replicate itself, right? Using the Xerox machine of the cellular machinery. And then it tries to reassemble itself and transport itself out. Well, zinc uh, cuts off the replication process. Now, if people wanna do the drug approach, if they wanna take hydroxychloroquine, 
which is very effective at stopping the virus from getting in, but it has to be taken with zinc. So anyway, uh, right now, for say that you know a lot of our uh, guests here are asking where can they get a list of these vitamins at the very beginning of the show you said you've just actually tweeted out letters. well well we'll get to the tweet as you know the secretary of state of massachusetts called twitter to shut down my twitter because i was exposing election fraud and we'll come back to that but they can go to my facebook page in my facebook yeah. i have it it's literally the letter i reposted it and it's got four sections in there four groups and uh which outlines all of this in very 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 nice detail and I'm pleased to say that I've gotten a call that I did. I know this has saved people's lives. I got a call from a guy who said, you saved my life. And people like Fauci have killed people. These medical doctors who have very little training, unfortunately, in the immune system have inadvertently killed people because the business model in the United States was if you got COVID, $13,000 for positive COVID, and then you got $35,000 if someone died. And if you got the ventilator, probably another 50K. So people like Andrew Cuomo in New York, you know, those hospitals made a lot of money. It's a disgrace. What I've said, vitamin D3, vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc and iodine are things that are minimal cost. A poor person can afford them. You know, anyone can afford them. So, but the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want to promote this. They want to direct it to vaccines, John. And the re main reason is pharma is failing. The pharmaceutical dr drug industry is going down they need vaccines, which are growing at 17% per year. Pharmaceutical R&D investment used to be 10% return. It's now at 1.18% return from the, uh, from the uh, Deloitte and Touche report that came out about a year ago. So the entire pharmaceutical single drug industry is failing. So that's why they're doing vaccines because it's their big you know, payday. And vaccines are a model that grow at 17% plus per year, you know, compounded annual growth. So that's what this is about. It's not about public health. So I yeah. to the president, I say nothing to worry, frankly, if he, he should probably, you know, he has, you know, they say he's a little bit overweight, uh, but he's in good shape. But the entire West Wing should go on his protocol. I know they have it. I know the president got it. His uh, uh, former uh, wife, you know, who is a big who is a big fan of ours, um, you know, had it taken to the White House. And then I did get a call from White House and I had about an hour call with the Deputy Secretary there. The, the no, I think yeah. I think it's from a very, very bright friend of mine who said that um, sodium bicarbonate, simply taken three times a day, raises the alkalinity. Yep, very good. And this actually knocks out COVID within three or four hours. And yeah. he's been tested on a few people. Is that is there truth to that? Because well, I, I well, tweeted this thing out, by the way. You'll find it, you'll find his letter to me because he's working with a number of doctors right now on my Twitter, at John Mepin. What's your view of sodium bicarbonate? Well, well, well look, so so uh, sodium bicarbonate alkalizes a body, okay? A um, lot of bodybuilders take it, okay? Um, but you, it has some side effects, okay? You can get, uh, some people have stomach issues. The reason I, it, it's, it's good in a short-term basis, John, um, you know, as a dose, right? When you want to do it, but the reason I recommend what I just, the, the five items, is boosting your immunity. Forget COVID for a second. There's going to be another virus and another virus and another virus. What I'm talking about is nutrients. These are food. Now, ideally, you get it from the sun. You, if you're, you know, if you're your skin color, John, you should go out, you know, take your, you know, your jacket off, expose your arms, right? 
hang out in the sun for 15 minutes before you put on your sunscreen. Sun gives you the vitamin D3. Huh? My abs. And your abs, everything. <laughs> yeah, so your abs, but I'm saying you need to expose your skin. Uh, you know, some people are afraid of the sun. We'll do it at least for 15 minutes. If you are afraid of the skin cancer, et cetera, then put on your sunscreen. Um, the vitamin A, all the carotenoid foods, you know, the dark green leafy vegetables, dose up on that. And also take the iodine, the sea, sea vegetables. And then vitamin A, um, obviously you can get this from the, uh, from the, you know, you know, from the, uh, the sardines, the vitamin A, as well as the D, D from the sardines. The, I'm sure you get a lot of good Atlantic salmon up there. If you can get the fatty fish, the mackerel, these kinds of things, that's where it should come from. But if you take, what I'm saying is this is, we have to boost the immune system because after this crisis, there'll be another virus and another virus and another virus. And by the way, we have 380 trillion viruses in our body already. So um, the issue is, are we all going to be putting masks on and then cellophane wrap around ourselves? The joke I make is when I see these people wearing masks, I say, you know what? Why don't you just stay home? Don't ever leave your house, you know? And I can say, look, I'm I'm fine because I have 380 trillion viruses, my immune system, but you should probably stay home. If they're so afraid, don't ever leave your home because that, you know, and put a big, you know, start putting shrink wrap around your home. Don't eat the food. Don't go out. Do nothing. That's where we end up going. I welcome, I welcome bugs because it's a workout for my immune system. Exactly. And you have to strengthen it. You have to strengthen your immune system. Two things I want to acknowledge you for. Number one, you, Dr. Shiva, are the man that started exposing Fauci. Exactly. No, I did no, it. No ads, no yeah. hands, no buts. You are the guy who exposed Fauci to planet Earth. No question. So you deserve huge kudos to that. Now, unfortunately, Dr. Shiva, we're living on a planet where if you could do good deeds like that, you actually get punished. Yeah. So I apologize for the inhabitants of Earth who have basically viciously targeted you and attacked you. But this is the man for everybody watching, and I want you to share this video minimally because I want other people in the world to hear the acknowledgement of, of, of this because this is the man who was the first, and I monitor the data streams very, very closely here from Camelot Castle, as you know, we have this algorithm here. We monitor the data streams to predict outcome. Dr. Shiva was the guy. The other thing is, and I want you to get into this, this is the guy who has been a target of election fraud. And one of the one of the only I think personally, the only way that Donald Trump can lose this election is because of election fraud. And um you know, we're going to give Dr. Shiva's website at the end and so on and so forth where you can get, we'll just give it now quickly, How can, all this information about vitamins, what's the best way to find your website? What is the best way? Somebody can Yeah, people should something. just go to Shiva, S-H-I-V-A-4, numeral 4, senate.com. And as a part of our Senate campaign, John, it wasn't just, hey, vote for me. We reciprocated up front and we offered people lots of great information. We taught people what a system is. You know, when people donated to our campaign, they got the book System and Revolution. They got a tool that helps them understand their body as a system. Because if people can understand systems, they can themselves unravel, you know, frauds like Fauci. But I appreciate that. You know, I think credit is important. The reason credit is important is people need credit. You did it because it was the right thing. Right, right. But I think the reason you were the guy. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, Fauci. 
Exactly. And, and, and the reason I was able to do that, John, because of the hard training I went through, which really taught me systems, you know, going all the way up back to India when I learned traditional systems of medicine from my grandmother and then went to MIT and got all those degrees, the engineering degrees. So, and I know all these guys, right? I know all these academics at MIT. Most of them are, have now become, unfortunately, practicing the oldest profession in the world. It's not they do science, they watch the money, where the money comes from, and they create fiction when necessary. They create fake science. So the fake news beyond fake news is fake science. So a guy like Fauci controls uh, you know, billions of dollars of distribution of monies to uh, major universities. So if you need Fauci, many of these academics need Fauci. They're not going to say anything against him because their grant monies and their grant monies and their careers depend on Fauci. Fortunately, I made money on my own. You know, I don't owe anything to Fauci or MIT or any of these major institutions. And I have a PhD in biological engineering. So when I saw this nonsense, and if you look at Fauci's history, he's been, a, unfortunately, I hate to say this, he is a fraud because he is put forward a fraudulent model of the immune system, which says you always have to find a bug for every disease. If you have a complex immune system, and by the way, uh, you know, the history of medicine, unfortunately, has been almost like bad, you know, lawyering where you, you or bad criminal justice, where you find the, uh, the wrong guy and you pin the crime on him. In this case, you find any virus, any microbe, and you say, that's the cause of this. And when you do that, there's a lot of money to be made because you can divert the problem away from the system's understanding of the body, which is, hey, the body is a complex system. We need to boost the immune system. There's always going to be viruses in some microbe. And so Fauci's part of this long history, 40-year history, of always trying to find some bug and, and pinning a disease on that. When this is really, really bad medicine, it's bad science. He did it with HIV. His friend Robert Gallo was being exposed of the HIV correlation to uh, you know, AIDS, which there is no correlation. And then he saved him and he took on that mantle. So he's built a career, a multi, you know, a, a enabling pharma through very, very poor science at best, fake science at worst. That's what Fauci is. Fortunately, you know, I don't know anything to these people and I did call them out first. And it's important because that was done as a public service. And now, John, as what you refer to, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm here also to call out something very deep and fundamental to election fraud. Because separate from my degrees in uh, biological engineering, you know, I've been programming, built the first email system when I was a 14-year-old kid. I've been programming since I was 14. Uh, you know, my training is in engineering systems. And I started looking at the fraud that occurred to our election, which we're not going to let them get away with in the primary. We were headed for a landslide victory, John. Landslide. And the Banana Republic... The grassroots uh, following. Total, and yeah. I saw, I saw your grassroots following. You had Twitter engagement through the roof. You had social media engagement through the roof. You had people turning up to your rallies. You uh, had support right the way across the Trump base. You had international support. Exactly. You're very popular now in England, of course, uh, thanks to Camelot Castle TV. Thank you. you. You know, a lot of people in England know who you are. And um, basically, um, you, 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 you was, you, they basically bloody skinned you alive with this, with this election fraud. Well, the unfortunate problem... Yes, so John, unfortunately, the problem is they've been doing this to a lot of people. Massachusetts, in many ways, is a center of the deep state on multiple levels. On the medical side, 
This is where all the fake science comes out. It gets innovated here and percolated out. And also on the election side. So let me explain what happened. As you said, John, uh, we ran and we're still running a very powerful bottoms up campaign. I'm a working guy. I came from working class families, uh, worked all my life, all of our volunteers. No one was paid, John, not one paid volunteer. But we had people working 24 seven on our campaign from all different realms. We had a gastroenterologist, full-time doctor working. We're getting, I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and by the way, you still have, because that support and those people, uh, you know, still love you. And they love, and they're escalating, John. They're growing now. It's growing. Yeah, yeah, we, the base is growing. So, so what's happened is, if you think about it, we got about close to 30,000 donations all over the United States, small dollar donations. If you go to my dining room, you'll see about 5,000 envelopes from, you know, uh, you know, a nurse all the way, uh, an 80 year old nurse sending us five, 10 bucks, all the way to construction workers all over this country, bottoms up campaign. We did over 500 standouts. What's a standout? Where people go with their signs and they stand out on rotaries, you know, waving. These were everyday people doing this. I would, we had, um, you know, uh, uh, close to uh, 10,000 lawn signs, John. Lawn signs are where people plant a sign on their house saying Shiva for Senate. Uh, bumper stickers. If you talk to any politician in, who, who actually does grassroots work, they said he who has more lawn signs is gonna win it. We had lawn signs everywhere, small lawn signs, four by eight lawn signs. And you're looking at, I'd go to a rally, 300, 400, 500 people would show up on a night. And our campaign was working people, John, nurses, you know, engineers, plumbers, electricians, full-time jobs, and they were here. Compared to this doofus who was selected by the Massachusetts Republican Party, who's another lawyer, crickets, John, not one lawn sign, not one bumper sticker, no standouts, no organization, nothing. So you, John, you've done businesses, I've done businesses, right? You start a good business, I mean, you, you run a nice business, let's say you have Hotel One and Hotel B, Hotel One puts 10 million to advertising. They got great products, great service. Hotel C, Hotel B has roaches, horrible service, no advertising. Well, imagine that hotel gets 10 times more revenue than Hotel One. Either the guy's a marketing genius or there's some something or the mobs running that hotel. Okay. Well, that's what occurred here that on the, the, on the eve of the, so, so John, just to give you some numbers. So first of all, just to summarize that bottoms up campaign, vibrant campaign by the way we had 14 billboards all over massachusetts major highways you know network tv advertising network radio advertising everyone knew our name underfunded you were not underfunded well we were funded i mean we were first of all most of these we didn't pay consultants right we probably put three quarters of a million dollars into advertising no one does that in a primary election you know what, you know what? with your outreach I reckon you've got a billion dollars of social media. Definitely. Reach, Definitely. No question, because there was a point during the lockup that you, you and your voice, I mean, I was getting emails from everybody. You've got to interview Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva knows what's going on. This is the thing. Dr. Shiva, I mean, in my inbox was filled. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and I was so honored that you came on to Camelot Castle TV and, you know, your story, and by the way, you can, anybody watching can actually see, because there was one interview that we did where you just took us through how you arrived at where you've arrived to, and your story and who you are as a spirit. 
is really it is a thing of great great beauty and it's very sweet of you John. say those of you we have a lot of spiritual people watching and i will say there is this saying cometh the hour cometh the man cometh the moment cometh the being you know this dr shiva is a being who is here on earth to perform a great great duty and i can tell you this is for him it is not about power it is not about money he is absolutely willing you see we're joined here tonight by amanda jane eliash who is one of uh london's most popular billionaires um and by the way for anybody who does want to donate still to your campaign how do they do that how can they actually help by flowing you money so what they can do john is they can go to shivaforsenate.com and there's a donate button there remember for a federal campaign people in the united states can only donate however what we do is when people donate to our campaign, I give them a, a very nice book called System and Revolution, and I also give them a tool that they can understand their body as a system. Now, some people from out of the country said, hey, Shiva, we still want to support you. They can go right to Your Body, Your System, which is the website, and they can uh, you know, support us there. Uh, so that, but everyone listening, I think one of the most important things is, as John, uh, what you've just shared is my journey has been a journey really across two um, different you know areas and trying to integrate them. One is a political world, you know, growing up in India as a low caste, untouchable Indian, trying to understand the caste system, and then the other system of I, watching my grandmother, who was a traditional systems healer, uh, who you know was a farmer for sixteen hours and helped heal people and never charged anything in that small village. So understanding medicine and pol political systems. And what's really interesting, John, I did a you talked about spirituality. I did an interesting video. You know, in the in the Western Christianity, there's a very amazing uh, deity called the Archangel Michael, and he has the 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 uh, the feathers actually of the peacock feathers, beautiful, colorful feathers. Is is yeah, it's very interesting. And Archangel Michael is known as the healing. He's the healer, right? You call upon him for healing, medical healing but he's also known as a warrior. He's the one when heaven was being inundated by the devil and Satan, he's the one who chased him out for God. Now, so keep that as Archangel Michael. When I was a child growing up, my grandmother, you know, in her home had all the great deities, you know, across all different religions. So, you know, Christ was considered a son of God. Uh, one of the deities she had was the son of Shiva in the Indian pantheon called Murugan or Karthika and the other name. And he, his familiar, he rides the peacock. That's his vehicle for riding. And he also, like St. Michael, carries the spear to, and, and in this story, in the Indian mythology, he's the one who chased away the Asuras who were invading heaven and, and, and uh, to you know, support the Devas, which are the angels. And he's also the God of medicine. So what I find interesting is those are two of my deities because I find myself in many ways bringing a lot of medical knowledge and I'm also a warrior in the political world. So the, these... I don't, the, know, I don't know if you know this, I don't think I mentioned it last time, but Camelot Castle sits on the St. Michael line, which is a ley line. That oh, really? Wow. And comes through and this sofa where I'm sitting literally is parked on the St. Michael line. So 
that's why I say at this time, there are no coincidences. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's beautiful. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, you have been destroying a few demons. And those demons, by the way, will never be as powerful again as a result of what you have done. And because the truth just has this capacity to... Uh, one of my favorite uh, Indian deities is, uh, I think he's Ganesh. Ganesh. And uh, he rides a bandicoot. And he's called, I think, the god of obstacles or something. He removes he obstacles, up. yep. Yeah, he can, he can get through any barrier, can't he? Yep. And... Um, but, you know, for those that haven't looked into, uh, where would you suggest, because there's a lot of people here that are spiritually interested, if you were very, very new on the subject of wanting to understand Hindu and Indian uh, religious philosophy, where would you start? Well, that's a good question, John. You know, Hinduism is so disorganized. <laughs> you know, it's a... It's, it's a uh, Technology. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the... There's a text called the Mahabharata, M-A-H-A-B-H-A-R-A-T-A. There's another text called the Ramayana, R-A-M-A-Y-A-N-A. Okay, and these are epic stories. The Mahabharata, one book in the Mahabharata is called the Bhagavad Gita. Okay, um, but we tried to read the Bhagavad Gita, and I have to say, yeah, uh, it it was, and I'm relatively literate. It is tough going. It's tough going. So, so I'm saying there are some uh, there's some versions which have come out. I learned a lot of the Hindu, you know, in, when I grew up as a kid, they used to take all the Indian stories and they used to make them into comic books, John. OK, like they were like reading Marvel comics in those days. OK, um, and, and they were beautiful stories. Right. So you learn about all the different deities, et cetera. But uh, the essence of Hinduism is a concept of avatars that God ascends continual beings to the earth to be the sons of God. So Hinduism does not have a problem with Christianity. It, it can easily accept that Christ is a son of God. And, but it, it, it believes that there are many sons of God. Um, you know, God sends at different points in, in the history of earth. So, um, and, and those gods manifest, I mean, those deed the, the beings that come here manifest different, the energy of different deities. So that's sort of the going, but for me, um, recently, one of the important things is, you know, when I decided to run, John, I've been a fighter and an activist all my life. I never wanted to run for electoral politics. It was Donald Trump's election that motivated me to ever to even run, you know, in the swamp of electoral politics. And uh, when we ran in 2018, we exposed Elizabeth Warren. I would say we destroyed that demon. You know, we're the ones who sent her three DNA test kits. We were relentless. If you came around Massachusetts, you see these signs. Uh, which was a great ad slogan, which said only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian um, all over. You know, we exposed her because she's the one who said she was a Native American and try to use that, you know, to get advances in academia. In this campaign in 2020, when I ran, I ran as a hardcore Republican. But the Massachusetts in Massachusetts is an epitome of there is no Republican Party or Democratic Party. It's like a uniparty Communist Party state. It's one state. And both parties work against the working people, whether they're Republican or Democrat or independents. So we ran, as I mentioned, this very powerful campaign in the primaries because you have to win the Republican primary. So there's a, in, in the United States, the Democrat primary and the Republican primary. In the Democrat primary were two lawyers running, a guy called Ed Markey, who is very closely associated with AOC, who supports a Green New Deal. And then um, 
another fellow called uh, Joe Kennedy, okay, who's the nephew of, you know, the other Kennedys, all right? So a uh, 39-year-old kid has already about $50 million, all trust fund kid. Again, another lawyer. Over on the Republican side was me and this other fool who was put in place by the quote-unquote Republican governor of Massachusetts who hates the president, who hates Trump, okay? In fact, he's the one who critiqued Trump. In fact, in Massachusetts... The Senate, just to bugger up Trump, basically, is that it? What's that? Because one, the Republicans, if they'd gotten behind you properly, this race would have been a late... Oh, yeah, I would have destroyed Markey, yeah. So, so what they have in Massachusetts is an, a power-sharing agreement, John. The Republican governors, I put double quotes, do not ever want... They, they give the, the two seats for Senate to the Democrats so the rhinos can, and by the way, President Trump hit Charlie Baker about on the 24th after we started exposing election fraud here. He said, rhino Baker, and I'll get to that. But the bottom line is, and if you go back to this guy, Charlie Baker's mentor, it's another fellow called Bill Weld who ran against the president, who actually, in, a Republican who endorsed Joe Kennedy. So the, so basically what I'm trying to say, the establishment is one. They're one unit in Massachusetts. When I ran and we did all this advertising, all this stuff, John, we blew their mind. They go, oh, my God, we're going to lose everything. I'm saying both parties were afraid of the true Republican, the true American, the true person who represented the working class in Massachusetts, me. The deep state is terrified. The deep state is highly terrified. So what do they do? They find some fool who could barely talk, barely talk, a, a, another lawyer, and this guy was nowhere to be found. So what happens on election night? On election night, I knew that I had, I mean, I do a lot of math, a lot of statistics. I knew that there was gonna be around 325,000 people voting at minimum. Now, how did I get that number? Well, in 2018, 600,000 people voted in the Democratic primary, 260,000 people in the Republican. So add those together, you get 860,000 people, okay? Well, once they put in what's called mail-in ballots, John, once they put in mail-in ballots, oh, across the United States, the number of people who were voting obviously increased because people are sending the mail-in ballots to their home. Well, it increased by minimum by 25%, maximum by 200%, which means double, okay? So if I go back to the 2018 Republican primary, I just said there was 260,000 people. So I'm saying, okay, minimum, conservatively, only 25%. So I knew at least 320,000 people minimum were gonna vote, you know, to be a little bit safer, let's say 400,000 people. So I knew in order to win, I would need to get 201,000 votes, okay? So our entire campaign team, our phone calling team, our uh, social media team, our ground team, our goal was to make sure that we would get about 20,000, 20,100 people pledging, which means committing to vote for us. Because according to campaign mathematical science, it's typically 10 to 1, John. For every one person who says, I'm going to definitely vote for you, that means there's a circle of 10 other people who will also vote. So on the evening of September 7th, we had 22,000 pledges. So I knew, John, I had 220,000 votes. And I knew this other fool at best had 100,000 votes. The night before the election, the Secretary of State, a very corrupt guy who was brought up on charges before for manipulating votes of military voters, he announces only 150,000 Republicans are going to vote, okay, on August 31st. 
didn't make any sense. 260,000 voted in 2018. He's saying that 110,000 less people are going to vote. And everyone on the street was telling Ashiva, landslide, landslide, landslide. You have this. And here's the Secretary of State the night before. So I knew something. There was some fix going on, John. So how many people actually end up voting, John? It's 259,000 people. Half a percent less. Meanwhile, the Republican votes went from 600,000 to 1.3 million. So the Republicans doubled in their votes and the I'm sorry, the Democrats doubled in their votes and the Republicans went down. Doesn't make any sense. So I knew they threw away my votes, John. So on my announcement, so what? So we're seeing the votes come in. And in the one county, John, where it was hand counted, I win. In all the other counties, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, like almost perfect in every other county. So I knew there was election fraud. I mean, it's just like it, it was obvious. So I, I gave a speech and I basically didn't concede. And I said, you know, screw these guys. And I said, I'm glad we have the Second Amendment in the United States. OK, so starting on September 1st, I'm trying to decipher what's going on. And this is what I've discovered in summary. In the United States, when you go to vote, there are two kinds of ballots, John. If I fill out this paper, right, which is my vote, and I put, you know, you circle in the dots who you're going to vote for. If you go to a precinct where it's hand counted, John, where someone literally, it goes to a human being, that human being now is going to count your ballots, okay? So that means a human being looks at it and says, one vote for Shiva, one vote for John, okay? In that case, that's a hand-counted ballot. That ballot is the actual count that took place. Does that make sense? Now, if you go to a, a, a place where it's electronically counted, this is what happens there. Remember, in the United States, you cannot count the votes until the election ends. So typically the voting booths open at 7 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. You can only start counting at 7 p.m., including the hand counted. So what happens in the electronic voting booths? You fill it in, you put it through something that looks like a little Xerox machine. What does it do? It scans your vote. And what does it make? It makes an image, a photograph. No different than you're using your iPhone or your Android and making a photograph. So if a thousand people come to those a particular precinct to vote, what are you going to have, John? A thousand voters came in and you're going to have what? A thousand images, a whole bunch of images get imaged. Does that make sense? So during 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., those images are being stored on that machine's hard drive. Does that make sense? So no, nothing's counted yet, just like you can't count. But when the voting booth closes at 7 p.m., the counting begins. Well, in the hand counter votes, a human being, in fact, two humans read it. And they say, Shiva got this vote, John got this much vote. But in the electronic, there's no human being reading it. There's an AI type system which says, oh, there's a dot for John. John gets one vote. Shiva gets one vote. Okay. So if you take the case of a thousand voters came in, there should be a thousand ballot images, the digital images of the ballot. Those are what's counted, John. So the ballots are the ballot images because according to law, it's what is counted and tabulated is the ballot. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So take the case. So I want to take the simple case. A thousand people came in, a thousand ballot images are stored on the hard drive. Then they hit a button and that machine starts counting the ballots. Okay. 400 votes for John, 400 votes for Shiva. Sometimes people write in a name, hundred votes for some write-in person. Maybe they voted for Mickey Mouse. Okay. And then, 
a hundred votes which were blank. They didn't like you or I. I'm not going to vote on this election. So that adds up to a thousand votes. 400, 400, 100, 100. Got it? Easy peasy. Here's where what we've discovered. On those voting machines, John, in 2001, a very interesting software feature got implemented. A thing called a weighted race. Remember, these voting companies can technically sell their voting things to other for other uses. So imagine in Camelot Castle there, you have you, you condoized it and you had a hundred different people. Each who had a had a thousand square foot apartment, but maybe one person had a two thousand square foot apartment. Okay. So and they wanted to make a vote on maybe changing the carpeting in Camelot Castle. Well, because each one of those people pay a condo fee, right? Some fee for maintenance. They said, hey, it shouldn't be one person, one vote. It's you have to pro rata it based on the square footage. So the person who had 2000 square feet gets two votes. The person who had 1500 square feet gets 1.5 votes. And the person who had 1000 gets one vote, okay? It was called a weighted race. And at that point in the software, they didn't store the votes as a whole number. One, two, like one vote, one person. The vote could be one vote, two people or one vote 0.5, a decimal number. Fascinating, okay? So it's called a weighted race feature. Well, that feature was left in as a hidden feature in all the voting machines. So this is where it comes in. So here, oh my God, Shiva's winning this election on a landslide. So every one of his votes, let's cut it by 20.25. So those 400 votes I got, John, become a hundred votes, okay? And your 400 votes multiply John's vote by two. So what do you get? John gets 800 votes. Shiva gets 100 votes, 900, right? And then there's still 200, 1100 votes, right? That's the total, you follow that? I to say, Shiva, this is absolutely disgusting. Exactly, and the fact, and here I'm a computer science right. guy. So I look great. So, so John, the fact is, this is why I, I feel like it's a blessing. You know, God put me here to find this maybe. Here I'm finding, I, I know computer science, I've been programming. Here I find, I know basic it's math. It's a fucking outrage, and I'm English. It's a it's fucking English. outrage, and I'm glad That's you use that word, because- I, I, am sweary, I am not a sweary creature. And I tell you what, if you have not shared this video, because what Shiva, Dr. Shiva, the great Dr. Shiva here, has exposed is a fucking outrage. Yeah. And, and I, you know, these voting machines, what? So what you're actually saying is they see you're coming ahead in it and they've got a special program they can flip. in the voting machine right. that can minimize your vote. Let's yes. say we're competing and could give me a few extra points even though I'm bloody useless. Yes. Well, you can multiply your vote. John, the critical thing is to those people who are software engineers on the call, I have a little bit of programming experience. Whenever you write a software program, John, the variables that you're using in the software program, X plus Y equals Z, right? You're trying to add two numbers. You you tell, computers are stupid. You have to tell them that the type of variable. So a variable can be an integer, remember first grade, a one, two, three, four, those are whole numbers. Or a variable can be a, a decimal. They store our votes as a decimal type. So, and by the way, I have to thank, because when I, I have to thank Bev Harris, who's a woman who discovered this 
And then another young engineer who's been down in the South who looked at it and he, and he said, Shiva, I'm so glad because I've been talking about this. No one gets it. It takes me five months to explain to it. She goes, because of your reach. And then I saw it. Another thing, this is the biggest, the other discovery I made, John, this is what I found. So you, 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 you start intersecting these I, things. I, 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 I need a bloody glass of water here. Yes. I'm blood outraged. Right. So John, so this gets even more interesting. So what I'm saying is, so you, so if you take that example, let's say we took your votes, your 400 multiplied by three, you get 1200 votes, multiply my votes, my 400 by 0.5. So I get 200. So 1200 plus 200 is 1400 votes, 100 write-ins, 1500, and let's say blind votes, 1600. So suddenly now you have 1600 votes, but there, how many ballot images are there, John? Only a thousand. So when I figured all this out, I went to some very good advisors and this was a letter that I took to the secretary of state, the secretary of state of Massachusetts, who's Charlie Baker's buddy. Huh? I'm just gonna say this. They've fucked up the wrong guy here. Exactly. They have fucked up the wrong guy. I tell you, there's, so, there's a lot of people whose political careers and decent people who have gotten into politics for the right reason, who have been messed up by this crooked voting. They can turn it on anytime, John. So doofus one and doofus two, that's what I call these guys. Doofus, if, if they have two doofuses, they don't care. They want doofuses. But if a real person comes, that's why this guy didn't, that's why this guy didn't even campaign, John. He didn't have to. They were probably laughing at us. America, you know who loves you? Who? Kirstie Anthony. I was on the phone to her the other day. Kirstie says, what's happened to Dr. Shiva? I said, listen, they've, they've screwed him over in, 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 in the election. She said, oh, my God, do put him in touch. Do give Dr. Shiva my love. Kirstie Alley well, is one of your Biggest, great. We biggest should biggest. we should do we should do it. Kirsty and I should do a live. Let me tell you. So what's this gets even more interesting. This this is just the beginning, John. I mean, this you can't write this. So here's what happens. So we figured this out September first. September. You know, we know we won on a landslide. Everywhere. There's no way you could not have won that nomination. Exactly. Every, so we go everywhere, John. People are saying. People are saying, how did you lose? We never even heard of this guy. I never saw a bumper sticker. I never saw a lawn sign. That's a Sorry. Sorry. Somebody's telling me I mind my bloody language. I'm going to say this. This is a fucking outrage. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, you know, I happen in America. Right. You know, I always expect this shit in England, to be honest with you, because England lost the plot in 1775, to be absolutely honest. Right. And that's why America was founded, because England, England lost the plot. But for this to happen in America it is a fucking outrage. And I'm not I don't often swear. But on this occasion, I am going to use those words. And I apologize for my religious friends on here if you are offended. But that is what it is. Well, John, at my election speech, probably people would have been offended. I said, fuck you, Charlie Baker. Fuck you to this other guy. And I'm glad we have the Second Amendment. If you don't get upset with this, something's wrong with you, okay? And it seems like maybe epigenetically, something's happened to your DNA to make you want to not to be a fighter. Those words, when we use the word F-U-C-K, it is a expression of a natural epigenetic reaction to the abuse of the state upon us, the deep state. So everyone should be using those words in this situation. There's a right place. So no one should attack John on this or I. So let me get to, so, so this is what happened, John, on September 9th, I go to the Secretary of State and I issue what's called a Freedom of Information Act request. And it's a four page document. And I wanna thank a guy called John Brakey. 
who's been out there trying to do this in his own way. And what we said was we want all the ballot images. Remember those electronic ballot images? We want all of them. Okay, because what happens on a voting machine, John, is when they click that button, the ballot images, which are on the hard drive, are analyzed, and then the votes are counted. But if that weighted feature is on, the ballot image count will not match the actual vote count. So reduced or higher, or yeah, idiot is going to go up. Exactly. So, so if you have a thousand ballot images, so basically to summarize, thousand voters came in. Thousand ballot images, but imagine if you had twelve hundred votes coming out. That means a weighted race feature was turned on. Anyway, so we asked for the ballot images. I go to hand it in. My attorney said, "Go over there, look at them in the eye, and get a receipt. Get an actual receipt that you delivered this." So we hand the receipt. The election official comes, and we have it on video. He comes to the booth, and he goes to me. Ballot images. We don't save ballot images. "Quote unquote." We turn that feature off. Then he goes to me in a very colloquial way. Hey, man, what do you think? The election was rigged. Come on, man. Okay. We didn't say anything, and we said you have ten days to deliver me a response according to law. He has to respond to this FOIA request. September twenty-first comes, which is a Monday. I go back to that office with our colleagues with a camera, and I say, "Where's my response?" The lawyer of the Secretary of State is there, and she goes, "Oh, it's ten business days." I mean, they could easily give me the answer. She goes, "That's Wednesday, which would be September twenty-third." So on September twenty-third, we're waiting because they said they were going to email me their answer to my request. Well, September twenty-third comes by nothing. So I call them back first thing nine a.m. September twenty-fourth, Thursday. I try to call in, and there's they have some idiot on the front end, and he goes, "Oh." This gentleman, Will Rosenberry, I'll share his name, is not there. And I said, I know he's there because I know he's got to show up to work. And so then he connects me to him. He goes, "You got to put everything in writing." I go, "I've already put everything in writing." I said, "You're violating federal law." You know what he says? I, no, I'm violating Massachusetts law. Okay, <laughs> that's the level of freaking hubris these guys have. It's like a third. It's a third world banana republic, John. It's a third world banana republic. This is how pewns behave in these third world republics, right? So, what sort of thing did you expect out of something like sort of Guatemala or something? Exactly. Be very disrespectful to Guatemala. They probably have fairer elections. By the way, Venezuela has voter IDs. Just to let you know, we always attack Venezuela and Cuba. Anyway, so I said, when am I going to get my response? He goes, sometime today. I go, what time? He goes, I don't know. I go, you need to give me a time. He said five p.m. I said, "How about four p.m.?" He goes, "No, five." I said, "Okay, five." So Thursday. So after that phone call, which is Thursday morning, I documented an email. I said, "You have just told me you have not delivered it, and you've acknowledged you're violating Massachusetts law by not even just responding to in ten days." Within ten minutes, John, because I documented everything, I get an email from the general counsel of the Secretary of State. A woman called Michelle Tassinari, a public official, and she basically says in her email, "Massachusetts is prohibited from saving ballot images." Okay, prohibited, which means she knows that federal law demands it, and she says she's prohibited. So I write back and say, "Can you please tell me the law or statute in the Banana Republic of I didn't say Banana of Massachusetts 
which allows you not to save ballot images and no response crickets. The next day, which is Friday, September 25th, I get an email from her saying, yes, we saved the paper. By the way, you're supposed to save for 22 months. You know, the paper that you put into that machine, but we don't store the ballot images. Because remember the ballot images, let me just read you the law. This is the actual US law. By law, what they have to do. The law clearly states by law that all records generated in an election must be saved. Well, that ballot images, it didn't exist before, it was created. It must be saved. That's federal law, USC 20702. I've learned some of the law. Okay? Any court is gonna rule. Any court is gonna rule on this, that this is a record created from the election. Exactly, John, you, na you nailed it. It's a record generated, that's what it says. Any record generated in connection with an election must be saved. So, so then she does, she doesn't respond. I said, I write back and I say, you still have not responded back to my question, what is the statute? And I say, you have illegally deleted ballots, you violated federal law. And I said, this election is null and void. Then what I proceed to do, John, because I'm tweeting all day, I take the four screenshots of those four email interactions, her email to me, my response asking for the law, her email back to me, and then my saying you violated federal law, and I put it up on my Twitter. That was Thursday the 25th, okay? That night, on Friday the 25th, that night, the governor of Massachusetts, who I think is a criminal, because he did this to another Republican candidate before, a Republican, he gets on TV and he starts, it was a very weird press conference. He's a Republican, starts attacking President Trump for saying, President Trump, how dare he say that he won't step down if he loses? And he looks, and I knew it was a diversion. He looks at the camera and he goes, when an election is over, it's over. The people have spoken and he's sweating. It was against us. Okay. This is, you know what happened is his crime was missed. Basically, you stirred his crime up and he had to then justify exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And he used Trump as a foil. He used Trump as a foil. And and in that in that press conference, right, the next day, President Trump hits him. He says, Rhino Charlie Baker. Okay? Because you there's a lot of fraud going on. I don't have the exact tweet. And I retweet the president's tweet. And that Saturday morning, I get a notice from Twitter that I've been suspended for seven days. And then we find out that the secretary, and then there's a, there's, this is how, this is, I mean, you start unraveling this. There's an organization. All of these things are so date coincidence that you know that these people are complicit. Well, well it's even more obvious, John. This is what happened. The secretary of state. You've got the devil by the tail. You do realize you've got Definitely. the devil by the tail. Because so, what has happened to you, by the way, in Massachusetts, is what is going to happen in hundreds of other places on November 3rd. Exactly. And they will cheat big. It's so important. Like this video, I, I, listen, I do ask you to share my videos. If there's one video I'm going to ask you to share is this video of Dr. Shiva's explanation. And please, somebody who can edit videos, get the key points in this and make little clips and so on and so forth and fucking splatter this all over the internet, right? Because this is a fucking outrage against democracy. Exactly, okay? John, you nailed it. 
that, that, and this is the essence, this is the essence of democracy. If you cannot trust the ballot system, okay, there is no chance for freedom on this planet. And it undermines, listen, I, I'm an Englishman, but I would be the first to admit that America, 1775, did exactly the right thing in telling the British to fuck off. And that's what happened, right? Why? Because freedom of the planet was at stake, right? And that is what is at stake now. And this man, he is the guy who has exposed Fauci. And this is the guy who has, has got the reason, the reason that you are exposing this electoral, electoral fraud. So this is so, your message, I'm so pleased that you are on this show. Because the one good thing about my viewers here, or our viewers, our viewers, because this is your show, right? We're only doing this for you. I'm not doing this for any reason other than the fact that if I don't do it, I'll feel dreadful, right? The fact of the matter is we, we have to protect freedom on this planet. And so if you care about freedom, I mean, I've got a question for each of you viewers. Do you care about freedom? Because if you do, share this damn broadcast. Sorry. Yeah, no, John. Thank you. Look, the bottom line is what you what you nailed, John. You know, I you know I, I put this forward as we have controlled democracy, not real democracy. So when they they take the, you know the span of all possible people that could participate in the democratic process and they control it to doofus one or doofus now, two. We've got on tonight. We are joined by Dan Maudsley, who is a very very senior reporter in the UK. And he's just joined us with the news that President Trump has been moved to the executive suite at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center as a precaution. Now, thank you for that news. But Dan, listen to what this man is saying. Dan is a man with integrity. He is not a Trump supporter. And to be fair, Dan, you are a bit of a lefty, to be fair. But I like you very much. You're a wonderful being. And you know what? You are fair. You are fair. Please listen what Dr. Shiva is saying. Please do. It's lovely to have you on the broadcast. He's yeah. a very, very senior reporter with the BBC and with other news networks. Yeah, so what's, what's happened, uh, Dan, great to have you. Listen, what's happened is a lot of these news organizations, BBC, AP, Facebook, and all these people, they're outsourcing their fact-checking to another organization called Lead Stories, an organization should, that should be completely sued to the ground. We just sent them a cease and desist notice. This organization... Uh, is doing quote unquote fact checking. So when I put out the facts that about the ballot images, these guys called the Secretary of State. They never uh, talked to me. And then they put out a story saying, oh, the ballot ballots were not destroyed. Well, you're freaking stupid or you're foolish because the ballots are the object that is used for tabulating. So Dan, if you join New, when you go to in the United States a voting booth and you take and you fill in the, uh, a paper thing and you hand it to a person, if it's counted by hand, that's a hand counted ballot and they save those paper because it's one to one. But if you go to a voting booth in the United States and it's electronically counted, that paper that you fill out is first scanned. And by the way, they cannot count the votes, tabulate the votes until the election is closed, which is, let's say, 8 p.m. at night. So when you go in and you're filling out those pieces of paper, selecting who you're voting for, it's scan, scan, scan. What is created or what is generated at that point in time? Something called the digital ballot image. 
So on that hard drive, ballot images are being generated, okay? And then when the election day ends, they hit a button and those ballot images are analyzed to see, okay, a dot for John, a dot for Shiva, and then the tabulation occurs. So data is generated, which is a ballot image. That ballot image is what is counted. That is the ballot. That is a freaking ballot. And that ballot is counted. And from that counting, it is decided who got what, what votes. All right. Now, what I've just shared here is in that software of all of these software systems, there is a feature called a weighted race feature that allows you at the time of tabulation of those ballot images to multiply one vote to three votes. So if John got 100 votes or 400 votes, he could get 1,200 votes. And if I got 400 votes, it could be divided by let's say two to 200 votes. So that way John would get 1,200 votes. That's what would be reported to the BBC. Shiva got 200 votes. That was what would be reported to the BBC. And maybe there were 100 write-in votes and 100 uh, let's say, uh, you know, blank votes. So that would be a total of, uh, you know, uh, 1,600 votes, whereas only, let's say, 1,000 ballot images existed. So that's why I issued a request for the FOIA request. And as I shared, what ended up happening was the state of Massachusetts lies and says that Massachusetts is prohibited from saving the ballot images. Now, let me explain what that means. In all of these software systems, just the... The, the default setting is to save the images. So they turn it off, which means to destroy the ballot images. So when I tweeted out, so I did a tweet, I said, Massachusetts has destroyed over 1 million ballots because 1.7 million people in the US primary race. I didn't say the US Republican race. I said the US Senate primary race, okay? Absolute factual statement, absolute. This lead stories, guys, when and said, Shiva said only the primary race, there are only 300,000 ballots. Fake. My lawyers have put them on notice. Fake. Oh, the ballot images, uh, they don't have to comply to federal law. That's absolutely false. They, they've never read the federal law. So based on that, and, and, and the, one of the stupid things these guys did was they articulated, they documented that this is where it gets banana republic. The secretary of state of Massachusetts, the government called Twitter to tell them to shut down the Twitter account of a US Senate federal candidate who was exposing corruption. Now imagine you heard that, you know, because people always say, oh, those African countries or those brown people's countries are the ones that are corrupt. Suppose you heard that in Rwanda, the prime minister of Rwanda contacted Twitter to shut down the, the Twitter account of a parliament a parliamentary member of the upper parliament who is running for office, who is exposing corruption of the prime minister and Twitter complied. I bet you the BBC and everyone would say, oh my God, this is awful. And by the way, this is not a left or right issue anymore. That's what occurred in the United States to a US Senate federal candidate. Not only did they delete the ballot images, John, not only can they validate this election, but they attacked me. In the, you talked about 1775. The reason the First Amendment was created, one of the most important reasons, not so New York Times could write whatever they wanted, it was created so you or I or America or citizen could attack a public official. So we could, without being retribution, we could say, I don't agree with that senator. I don't agree with the Secretary of State. He lied. If they disagree with me, why don't they get on Twitter 
and tweet back at me. But they called a big tech company. And this shows that it's, it's like, I mean, I don't want to hear anymore of people in the United States talking about, oh, uh, Venezuela and Cuba. This is Cuba. This is a one party state. This is fascism, supposedly in the most liberal, quote unquote, lefty state where, you know, everyone is the white left liberals. No, not when it occurred here. They violated federal law because the federal law clearly states you must store and save any record, quote unquote, generated in connection with an election. And they have and they're saying that Massachusetts has a carve out that would be saying federal law says you can't kill someone. Oh, in Massachusetts, you can kill people. No, it's not how it works. That's not how it works. And the fact is, none of the press has covered this, but they would cover it if maybe if I was maybe a different skin color, maybe it's a dark skinned Indian guy who represents working people, black and white bothers the left because for the left and for the right, they always want to have the left and right fighting each other. They always want to have black and white. Look, John, they have Black Lives Matter and over here fund the police. This is the same black white narrative, John. Our campaign, we had police officers coming out. We had black people coming out. We had, I mean, I won in the one county which was hand counted and in all the other counties this fool gets 60 40 60 40 60 40 it's almost someone multiplied my votes to get 40. it doesn't freaking make sense and i would say this is probably one of the most important i mean yes i spoke i exposed fauci you know i was the first guy invented the email system was attacked you know by the fools when the facts were there but this what i've uncovered is probably the biggest service i can do that we don't have any democracy, it's controlled democracy. It's democracy when the elites run, but not when a guy comes grassroots like me and represents working people. By the way, in Massachusetts, the working people are being squeezed. The infrastructure in Massachusetts is crumbling. F minus minus is how, what the American Society of Civil Engineers rated the Massachusetts infrastructure, the third worst in the country. By the way, MIT is right here, the number one engineering school. And we have the worst infrastructure. The trains don't work. The bridges are crumbling. The water systems don't work. 50 kids in one little public school. They don't have AC systems. So the teachers union says we're afraid of COVID. That's why they want people to stay home because they can't support the infrastructure. So wealthy people can send their kids to private schools, but working people can't. And I represented the working people and I still do. And when one of us wins, they freaking flip the machine. And I hope, Dan, if you want to do an article on this, you do it because this you should win a Pulitzer on this. And I hope you well, do it and you don't pussyfoot around. My, my quip about him being a bit of a lefty. He well, this is not a left or right issue. issue. John, John one, of the one of the interesting things is, you know, we've we're, we're moving forward. We're, right, we're moving our campaign to the general elections as a write in campaign, John, as a write in. People can yep. write my name in. And that's I don't know if you can see that they can write it in. Dr. Shiva. And they have to hand count all of these. And when we did this, we have lefty Democrats saying, oh, my God, that's not right. I'm going to vote for Shiva in the general elections. We have independence. We have, there's no forget left and right. This is all bullshit. If you don't have democracy and you can't freaking vote properly and the voting system has no integrity is what I've unraveled here. There is nothing. It's all bullshit. But so if you don't want to expose this, that means you're part of the elites because you like it the way it is. That's to me what it says. I'll tell you something, I'll tell you something Dr. Shiva. Uh, 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 Dan Walsley just basically put up another comment to say that he's 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 not biased. That he's he, he basically is just interested in the truth. 
Well, Dan, Dan, you should call me. Dan, I'm going to give you my phone number and you should call me right away because someone should break this story big. And it probably won't occur in the, because the U.S. media is so destructive because the left and the right work together. So here's my number, Dan. Take it down. 617-631-6874. But if you're a senior reporter there and you want something that can win you a Pulitzer Prize, that's what you should do, Dan because everything I do is transparent and this is black and white. This is not even a gray area. Federal law says all data generated from a campaign must be saved. Dan Mordesley, who is this journalist who is actually listening to every word you're saying, okay, he's just lost his feed on Facebook. So he's just put in a thing, lost the feed, John. Yeah. So they're fucking our feed. By the way, John, just just to give you an idea, my, I mean, I know, look, you know, the way they want to do it, when, when people like this bring out facts, they try to brand you as conspiracy. There's, by the way, Wikipedia, that's what they call me. They have a big lawsuit coming. My, both my phones, John, do not work since I announced this. I've got a brand new iPhone. I took it to the Verizon store. They say, look, we've never seen anything like this. A guy pulled me aside. He put in two new SIM cards. Doesn't work. He said, your phone is hacked. He goes, you're radioactive. I've never been afraid, John, when I exposed Monsanto, when I exposed Big Pharma, okay. when, when I went after Fauci. But this issue is a dangerous issue for me. Okay, listen, what I want everybody to do on here is follow Dan Maudsley on Facebook and on Twitter. You'll find him on Facebook and on Twitter and ask him to contact Dr. Shiva directly. Everybody here write to Dan. Because Dan is actually, I like him, he's been to stay here at Camelot, he's a family man, he's got kids, and I guarantee that one thing about, we don't agree on everything politically, right? But I will say this, and he's right, he, look, listen, round, table's round for a reason. I, you know, Dr. Shiva and I probably don't agree on everything, right? Who? I don't agree with anybody on everything, uh, other than my wife, of course. I never disagree with Irina, never, on any subject, because she is Russian, and she is bloody hardcore. And I would never go up against that. So, um, but Dan is a journalist of integrity. Dan, you are. You are, Dan. Okay? And he's got a big future, Dan. And so please, if everybody could uh, write to Dan and ask him to contact Dr. Shiva directly, I will also introduce you privately after the show because we're, we're text buddies and, and you know, he's been to stay at Camelot. So, um so uh, the YouTube feed apparently is still working, but I can see that something is going on with the Facebook feed. So uh, go on, flip over onto YouTube if you want to continue. But anyway, so what's the solution to this? Well, what the so- solution is, John, the solution is very simple. We The solution is you have to fight. And people have to start recognizing that we do not have a system when the electoral system is, de- it's, it's a controlled controlled model. And what's happened is look, as a technologist, what I can tell you is um, as technologies progressed, when technology first came, we always say, wow, it's gonna be good for all of us. When the Gutenberg press came, right? We said, oh wow, everyone can be printing, right? We can all be putting out documents. Well, what ended up happening? That technology got constrained and owned by a few, four or five publishing houses. When the internet came, remember in 1993, the web came, we were all building our own little cottage websites and we were putting it out there. Well, that got consolidated. Facebook, Google, Twitter, AT&T, Verizon, I'm sure in the UK, Vodafone. So six companies because 
what technology is supposed to do, if it's not controlled by we, the people, and we outsource it, you can have even more that that same technology can be used to consolidate power at hyperspeed, at warp speed. That's what's happened. So within one flick of a switch, they can make someone a conspiracy theorist on Wikipedia. They, they can make someone, they can change the votes. I mean, we're talking about in seconds. Benny Smith, a guy has shown, uh, a very nice guy who become friends with Benny has shown how in real time you can flip those votes, John, flip those votes in seconds. So that's what we have. And, and because we don't study math, people, a lot of people don't know the difference between an integer and a whole number. A lot of people don't know programming. People think la di da di da And the unfortunate thing in America is the media always says Venezuela, you know, those corrupt people over there. By the way, Venezuela has voter ID. All the Cubans, all the Chinese, everyone else is, you know, consolidated power. But America, it, look what just happened here, John. The Secretary of State calls Twitter. So this is no different than the Chinese Communist Party where all the party officials also own all their businesses merging together. That's what's happened in America. And in the last, if you go look at from 1948 to 1971, when there was real market economy capitalism, if you looked at any income distribution group, someone who was making $20,000, someone who's making $100,000, someone who's making a million a year, all of their incomes grew proportionally, which means a pie was growing for everyone. Starting in 1971, you know whose incomes grew? Only the top 10%. Great paper, this came out by Rand. All the other 90% of people's income has gone down. The average worker who makes $50,000 today should be making $120,000. So that's what's happened. It's not, it's socialism for, for the few. So there is socialism. This is where the R's have it wrong. During the last 30 years, $50 trillion of all those income losses for the 90% has gone upward. So we've had social socialism being distributed. It's redistribution of wealth upwards. And let me give you a very good example of this. When you look at Obamacare, which we've talked about before, in 2012, when Obamacare was to get passed, do you know how he got it passed, the Democrats? Go look at the Obamacare bill. It increases the exemption for estate tax exemptions from $3 million to $6 million, which means the wealthier people, they could transfer tons of money to their bratty, rich kids. So Obama basically, so the wealthy on the R side, that kingdom got wealthier and the wealthy on the D side, the big pharma, big insurance and big hospitals, their stocks went up the day Obamacare was signed. This is the horse trading that they do. This is a left right bullshit. Meanwhile, working people, the guy who starts a business, who's, who's now, you know, has lockdowns, who's got to wear masks, the guy who, you know, is, is an innovator, the guy who's an engineer, the guy who's a doctor trying to feed his family, the guy who runs a castle, right? Trying to start a business that people who actually do businesses and create value, they're being squeezed from both sides. That's what's going on. And the people who do not work, who hang out, never campaign, they can flip a switch. That's what's going on. And our campaign is the weapon against that. That's why they're afraid. That's why the secretary of state basically threw the first amendment in the garbage, calls up Twitter and they take us down. And then they have a fake fact-checking organization, create fact, fake fact-checking. So maybe when AP, very stupid reporter called me, I gave the facts, she used them. She never even done it. So that's why, Dan, I would love to speak to you because I hope the BBC is not using these garbage people. It's time that people went on the ground and did real journalism, but I've given up hope on that, John. But the bottom line is we got to fight. We got to escalate. And this is why revolutions take place because finally people say, fuck this. I don't believe any of this. 
And that's what it's getting to. I, I, I am the least for war person that you would ever meet. And I'm certainly the, even worse than war with another country is civil war. But I'm telling you, and you can, you can hear this from me today, is if this level of fraud occurs in the general election in America, there will be all out civil war in America. And maybe no, it's good. Let sorry, me tell the point, I, the point I've gotten to, John, is that here I came to Massachusetts as a 17-year-old kid, 81, started, you know, got four degrees, started seven companies, I busted my butt, given a lot of jobs. I didn't have to do this. You know, I run a business. You know, all of the people in our campaign have jobs, John. They were out there in the rain and, and you know, and out there, you know, working hard every night. And this fool doesn't work. And they steal a freaking election. This is bullshit. This is like this is like we're slaves. And and the election system, click, you get through this, and the ballot images are deleted. And and by the way, when they cheat, they cheat big. Because if I want to recount, it has to be a one percent off. It has to be close. So they cheat big now. So so they cheat big. So I can't get at the paper ballots, and the ballot images are nowhere to be found. How convenient. These people are absolute freaking crooks. Absolute crooks. So people should be angry. And if you don't use four letter words and something's wrong with you on something like this, something's you're, you're lobotomized. I'm sorry. Something's wrong. It, it, it looks like we are about to get banned by Facebook because they're freezing the feed, our feed. It was being, wow. being frozen in New Zealand. What I'd like everybody to do is on Telegram, please everybody subscribe to Camelot TV network on Telegram because that may be the last way that we can get this stuff out. At the moment, we're still allowed on Facebook. At the moment, we're still allowed on YouTube, but please share this video, download it as soon as this, because this will be taken down. Okay, I know this. I know these this this crew. They're a bloody wrecking crew of this planet, and they're going to take this down. There's way way too much truth in this video. So what I want you to do is immediately go onto Telegram and subscribe to Camelot TV Network on Telegram. Camelot TV network on Telegram. Please, please subscribe to that. And also the advantage of that is you always get an email from me or a little text when we're going live. So, um, you, you know, you'll get the good shows. So, um, this is, I, I mean, I, I've got to say it again. This is a fucking outrage. I am exhausted by this. This is yeah. so, this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. And Dr. Shiva, you did it with Fauci. Your advice on immunity is the advice that this planet needs. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because we've got a lot of spiritual people online. You are an immortal spiritual being doing divine work on this planet. And, you know, maybe in this materialist age, you, we've forgotten our true divine purposes, but you certainly have not, Dr. Shiva. And I have to say, tonight's information is among, it is this, this may be the most important interview that we have done on Camelot Castle TV network. So please share this. And I don't know what to say. I mean, this is- Well, John, what, one thing I can tell people is uh, the, the person that what needs to happen is the Attorney General's Office of the United States, the U.S. Attorney, because remember, in the United States, we have these states, and the state has a governor. 
And by the way, Stalin said, you know, whoever wins an election is who counts the election. That's what he said. Okay. Just remember that. And there's some, you know, he's a fascist and that's what we have right now. So the, in the attorney general is a guy called Bill Barr. In every state, there is a attorney who is making sure that that state is complying with federal law. What needs to happen is that the U.S. Attorney General's office needs to indict people right now, including potentially the governor of Massachusetts, the secretary of state and the and the attorney general here for violating federal law. By the way, John, this is why I believe there's a God. Uh, we did a protest last Friday and we're doing one every day. Last Friday, like six of us showed up this today, like 50 showed up and it's growing. And we showed up and the attorney general is there of Massachusetts, a woman who's a big Democrat and she's doing a TV interview and she's putting on her mask for the TV and she takes it off when it's when it's convenient. And I call her out. There's a great video out there. I said, there's the attorney general. I said, are you going to investigate the fraud? And she walks by me and she says, good day. And I said, good day. I said, you're full of shit. I said, good day. So that's what's going on. So the attorney general of the United States needs to indict these people. That's what needs to happen. Because if they're not willing to do that and they're willing to let this, because Massachusetts, remember, it's a center of innovation. They test things out here. In Cambridge, Massachusetts, they just passed a law, John, starting today. You have to wear a mask outside, everywhere, everywhere. So they test people. That's what Massachusetts is. How much can you innovate and test and get away? How much, and it's that's what's going on. So that's why we're writing in, we're doing a write-in campaign. They don't know what to do, John, but people are pissed off and people should get really pissed off. They should get pissed off. And I am, I am absolutely livid with this because this is, this is why decent people on the whole have not been getting into politics. This is why- Exactly. You, you nailed it, John. Okay, because the hell, what intelligent person would put up with this? Exactly. Yeah. I think you nailed it, John. This is why people of, those who are of the people never get in because they're flipping the votes. They always want some pale version. They always, they always want the rhetorical idiots like Bernie Sanders in there. He's not, he's not of the people. He was a couch surfer. He wrote erotic novels and did nothing. Okay. And was a failed carpenter. They don't want people like me. They don't want everyday people who, I mean, we won this election. We played by the rules. We worked hard. That's what this country is about. The fact that they did that, these people are Satan. They're, they're freaking devils. So that's what took place in Massachusetts. But everyone out there, the thing that everyone can do is if you know people in Massachusetts, let everyone know that Dr. Shiva is moving forward with a write-in campaign. And this campaign is beyond just stopping forced vaccinations or beyond the economy. It's about going at the root of evil, which is these people are corrupt. They steal elections and they control democracy. They control democracy. That's the right way to do it. They control democracy. So they can talk about it in their news articles when they need to. Oh yeah, we're democratic. We support you know, this dark person, they'll put up some person right there when they need to, right? Or some poor person, but it's controlled democracy. It's not real democracy. So everyone should let everyone know we're running. Those of you who want to support our campaign, go to shivaforsenate.com, donate whatever you want to do, because we're going to plow that back into TV advertising. We only have 30 days, John. So we printed out a million, 1.5 million of these cards, John, ground campaign. 
We have people who are helping us make phone calls. That's what we're doing. Again, power, people power. Great. So, and if people want to help you with your campaign, of course, one of the things that they can do is they can share this broadcast, but they can also start their own broadcasts in your support because it's these little tiny groups exactly. of people. And then these groups and so on and so forth. And if you know anybody in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, just so those of you know, there's a lot of spiritual people on here that understand how vicious, for instance, psychiatry is in relation to how it negatively affects planet Earth. And there's a lot of people I know watching this understand the viciousness of psychiatry. It's something I know that Kirsty Alley understands. Now, the epicenter of psychiatry and psychiatric planning is Massachusetts. John, you know where it is? John, it's right behind my house. It's called McLean's Hospital. My house is here. If you walk half a mile that way is McLean's Hospital, which is the center of psychiatric abuse, okay? And I was just talking to one of my volunteers. We just went, did another protest. A young guy, he's saying, you know, Shiva, what is going on that the abuse people are willing to take? It's almost like epigenetically they've been screwed over. And the only conclusion we came to was these psychiatric meds. I think these psychiatric meds, because what fool would wear a mask running in 90 degrees weather? What fool? What fool would accept this? It's like your total compliance. And I'm convinced it's the psychiatric medicines it's, and, and it's the integration of them and other medications that are really making people compliant. Like they're losing their testosterone. They're losing some juice in them. Men don't behave like warriors anymore. Where are they? Where are the people who are the knights? You know, there, there that, is a psychiatric plot on this planet. I think so, uh, man. I definitely think so because it doesn't make I, sense. I just want to ask: do, do you give me your word, and will you commit to this? Is if you get elected to the U.S. Senate, okay? And I'm not. You don't have to, but I'm just going to ask you: if you get elected to the U.S. Senate, will you do your utmost to expose the criminality? in psychiatry. Definitely, John. And, and you know, uh, one of the things, John, as you know, I've created a very powerful technology that came out of my PhD work called Cytosol, which allows us to understand biomolecular functions on the computer and understand the malfeasance, the positive or negative of different medicines. So we can start doing some of that now, but definitely, John, because these psychiatric medicines that they're giving people, you know, were designed in many ways to obviate the natural ways that people's health could be. And it's also based on an idea of what is a disease, psychiatric disease. Certain people can have some very interesting spiritual experiences. Many of the Eastern people have agreed on this, but they try to, they try to control what is the range of human thought or the range of human experience. Some fool, some fool is deciding this is a range of human experience. And if you have experience outside of that, it must mean you're crazy. So we're going to give you these things to bring you back into this range of human experience. In most traditional cultures, you valued people. Oh, I, I heard voices. Oh, really? Interesting. Or I had this experience where I saw an apparition. Oh, really? Interesting. It is under the assumption that you know everything in the universe and therefore you must control people in their boxes. So, uh, but separate from that, the biochemical effects of these things are being used essentially to control people. And that's why you have that onslaught, you have the onslaught of high dose THC right now in the, ca the cannabis of today is not the same cannabis. 
It manipulates the synapse uh, flow. We've shown that with cytosol. The effects, it's not, the cannabis of today is not the same cannabis that grew in the Hindu Kish mountains. All of these things have been hybridized to affect people's brain uh, function. And the psychiatric medicines are essentially a much more weaponized version of that. That's what they're doing. Okay, so I'm gonna to speak to my viewers just for a second. For those of you out there that have looked deeply into um, psychiatry, that perhaps have followed uh, CCHR, Citizens Commission of Human Rights, which is a very, very valuable organization. Somebody could put the website up on the screen. CCHR, you have a man here who is running for Senate at the epicenter, at the epicenter of psychiatric corruption. And, and trust me on this, behind every war, behind every fucked up situation on this planet, you will find a psychiatrist hard at work. These bastards are the root of evil on this planet. If you were looking for the devil and you found a psychiatrist, you would definitely have hit the fucking bullseye. Okay, so you have a guy here that understands this, that is running for Senate. Is it any surprise at all that the governor of Massachusetts, okay, I'm not going to, I've got to be diplomatic. Let's just say this, cancel that. Is there any surprise at all? Is there any surprise at all that this guy has been penalized and that he did not receive a fair election, okay? So somebody's saying here, psychiatry was pioneered by the Nazis. No fucking kidding. Absolutely right it was. So if this man, if you help this man get elected to the US Senate, okay, he will start to use his system analysis thing, which has allowed him to find this, this amazing thing. I mean, I had no idea. I listen, I am not a fool and I pay attention to politics and I learned something tonight that I've never understood before. And this man used his system to, to be able to expose this and he will take that system, okay, to expose the crimes that are going on. By the way, every day with psychiatry, you've got people drugging millions of children in America on Ritalin right now. A mother is putting Ritalin into her child's mouth. This is an amphetamine. Ridiculous. This is an amphetamine. And this man here is going to work to expose this. So I say, for all of us that have been supporting CCHR, let's just have a little bit of a think about whether or not we should get behind this guy and support his campaign. And please share this with anybody that you know out there that is aware of the evil of psychiatry. Sorry, that's my two cents. Yeah, so, so, so John, I think one of the interesting things, I think the most powerful thing here is that, um, you know, my nephew, when he was going to grade school, he said 60%, this is in like fifth grade, we're on Ritalin. And people, Adderall, Ritalin, um, a woman I dated many years ago, she went to Harvard Law School, she said, she had all of us, what's that? 60% of the children. Right? Yes, it, yes, in his grade school. Okay? And then when I went to Harvard, uh, when I was dating this woman who was a Harvard Law student, she said, Shiva, you know, 70% of us are on Adderall. 
And then in, in the evening, you know, Harvard Law School, where Elizabeth Warren teaches, opened up a beautiful bar. So she goes, we all get wasted after night. So this is our lawyers. Our lawyers are on drugs and they're freaking alcoholics. I'm, I'm Drink whatever alcohol you want, but this is a training they get. So do you think a lawyer is ever going to do anything against big pharma or psychiatry and medicines? No, because they're all on it. They're all users. So we're creating. So that's what leads me to believe that they have drugged and medicated a whole strata of the population at all different levels, John, and particularly the legal class, the lawyer class. The lawyer class is drugged, medicated. They, they're the ones who create these crazy laws and they never work. That's it. You know, a friend of mine told me that this doofus guy that Charlie Baker found a run against us, uh, I got it when I was getting a vote, uh, messages coming in, a lawyer wrote to me and he said, Shiva, I know you've attacked lawyers, but I voted for you. I like everything you're saying. He goes, I faced this guy one time in court. He said he was the dumbest lawyer I'd ever met. He lost to me and he was the most disorganized. So this is the kind of people they want. They want Muppets and they want puppets. They don't want us. And that's why they can flip the switch. That's why they're they probably were laughing at me, John, when I was working hard, right? They're probably laughing at me when we took all those ads. They're probably laughing at me. They said, no big deal. We'll just do this. So that's the way they operate. And I think for, for people to appreciate this and wake up to this is what we're doing with this campaign. You know, our campaign is about truth, freedom, and health. They violated freedom by shutting down my Twitter. The Secretary of State violated the First Amendment. They violated truth by deleting those ballot images, which are the ballots. And then they violated health because no one knows even the health of any of these electoral systems. No one can validate. There's no transparency. So, but the good news is this, John, that we are the people that are part of this movement, and it's not only Massachusetts. We have people you know, watching this nationally, globally, everywhere. People are getting it. And we don't need a lot of people to get enlightened fully. We need a, a, a small piece because one person who's enlightened is like a nuclear power, a nuclear reactor, which affects, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people because they start being able to articulate what, what I'm sharing here today, what we've been talking about. And that's what this campaign is about. It's about educating people. My great grandfather was an indentured servant, you know, was a the village shaman. He said, you know, revolution is education. That is what we're doing, revolution. And what we're doing is the education we've shared tonight. If people really imbibe what we're saying, it's basically an electoral process and a system because of big tech, because of corruption. It's all consolidated. A few people can control elections. That's why when it comes to the Trump election, my prediction is they're going to try to win it on a landslide, John, because if it's close, there'll be war. So they're going to try to manipulate it to be a landslide. That's my prediction. A landslide against Trump. Oh, yeah. That's what they're planning. In fact, Michelle Obama, look at her last Instagram thing that she put up. She goes, that debate was horrible. We have to make sure that it's like basically she's saying that Biden gets so many votes that it's unquestionable. Well, they have a method to do that. Very easy on these voting systems to do that. So America, you know, you have a champion here. Somebody just put up, Dr. Shiva is not a politician, he's a humanitarian. And I think that that is absolutely true. And I can tell you this, the only reason we ever engage in politics at Camelot Castle is for humanitarian reasons. 
And uh, just so it's uh, open knowledge, I have never, uh, well, other than I placed a nice bet on President Trump winning, but I have never been paid by uh, anybody uh, in politics, certainly in the last uh, 20 years. And, um, you, you know, this is, is, is something that we're doing purely for humanitarian reasons. And uh, it, it's just what works. And what you've done to expose corruption here tonight, and I really would request somebody who is clever with videos, because I'm not very clever, I'm not very technical with the videos, take some of these sound bites and use them and create little clips. This has been a long video, but you can go and you can scan it through it. Please share this, use this. I waive my copyright on, on this and, uh, you know, just feel free to to copyright it, uh, to, you know, and I'm sure Dr. Shiva, is that fine with you as well? People sure, can share yeah, this. Let, share it everywhere. People, in fact, it's a decentralized model, John. I just started just making sure because when you said they were attacking us, so started uh, seeing if I could stream it somewhere. Um, but I think the important thing here is everyone take this, cut it, use it everywhere. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you so much. Sure, John. Thank, thank um, you to all you and your audience. Final, final thought for our viewers. Everyone should go to shivaforsenate.com, Shiva for Senate. We have shared that website, let people know that this, this is not an electoral campaign. This is a movement for truth, freedom, and health that we're building in many ways a global movement. And the tip of the spear is right here in Massachusetts as a part of that. So everyone should share that. Uh, if, if you have people, we have people across the country volunteering. They can make phone calls from wherever we are. We have created an app. They can donate and let people know in Massachusetts that we are moving forward with a write-in campaign. By the way, there have been two senators who have actually won write-in campaigns, John. One was Strom Thurmond. Another one was, I mean, I don't care for uh, another woman called Lisa Murkowski. Very similar thing occurred in a Republican primary. The GOP establishment was against her. She did a write-in and she ended up winning. So this is not far-fetched, especially two ingredients when you have support and you have visibility, and we have both. So these writing campaigns. Very, so Lisa Murkowski, she won, a very important senator. She won. Yes. She won. She won. Campaign. So she bypassed the system. She bypassed the system. I mean, uh, she comes out against Trump, right? Because she she basically says, "I don't take." She take, doesn't take a positive, a left or right view. But the point is, the GOP establishment in Alaska was against her and she lost the Republican primary. She ran against a no-name lawyer, okay? Uh, Alaska has 54% independent voters. Massachusetts has nearly 56% independent voters, which means people aren't in either party. Massachusetts only has 10% Republicans, 30% Democrats, and she won. But she said the key ingredient was your visibility. Well, we have total visibility now in Massachusetts. That's why they're afraid of us, John, because people know our name. and. Uh, the other thing is letting everyone know that I am running as a write-in. That's the important thing. People need to know Shiva's not walking away. He's escalating. So that's why we need to let everyone know that the Shiva for Senate campaign is moving forward. And we have about 30 days, less than 30 days. November 3rd is the election. Starting tomorrow, it's a 31-day or 30-day countdown. Well, Adorable Deplorable just said, just donated. This is incredible. Awesome. Thank you. Somebody else asking, how can they donate? Uh, how can they donate to this? They can go right, right to shivaforsenate.com and they can donate. Shivaforsenate.com. 
Fantastic. Yeah. I apologize to all of the Facebook people who say that it's being interrupted. Uh, you can catch this on YouTube. Apparently the feed there is still in good order. But thank you so much, Dr. Shiva. You are a star. And thank you very much. Thank you for thank having you. me, John. Thank you for everything you do, John. Thank you. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I just wanted to let everyone know that was an interview I just did with John Mappin from Camelot Castle. All of you out there, please remember that we are executing, we're escalating our write-in campaign for U.S. Senate. We are moving forward. We just did another protest. We had 10 times more people show up today at the Secretary of State's office. So everyone get out there, let people know, go to the Shiva for Senate website, donate to the cause. And remember, anyone who donates gets an electronic copy of this book and access to a tool called Your Body, Your System. Please also volunteer. We need more people making calls. So if you go to our website, you can literally go there and you can go down to the section that says volunteer. If you scroll down on the volunteer section, you fill out your name and you and you can fill out the section that says on the bottom that, um, that uh, if you go way down to the bottom here, it says, I would like to hold signs or I'd like to make phone calls. Just click that. So we need people doing that and obviously support the campaign in whatever way you can, but let all your friends know in Massachusetts, we're escalating. We're not gonna let them get away with this. They stole an election from us. They've deleted the ballot images and what they've done is a federal crime. And we have to make sure enforcement takes place. So everyone, this is Dr. Shiva for Senate. Let's win and let's escalate the movement because without freedom, when it's controlled democracy, that's not real democracy. Thank you, be well.